Welcome to yet another edition of Hit the Target podcast, proudly brought to you by Hollywood Bets. I'm your host, Jason Nagel, discussing all things UEFA Champions League. Surprisingly, this week uh, we saw um, a couple of teams surprisingly get eliminated. One of those teams being Liverpool without any fights in the second half. Um, a few happy faces in studio, of course, Chelsea progressing, which puts a smile on Chad's face. And then, in fact, now this is a sad face, Cody Cattles. <laughs> Out. Um, so, I'm not the happiest. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. Um, but yeah. Of course, he's biggest supporter, Dash, but that was in studio as well. Gentlemen, um, Champions League, where do we start? We can start with uh, the only English team with more than five supporters in the Champions League. <laughs> <laughs> uh, talk to me about Chelsea then, uh, Chad, of course. Um, in fact, Dash, let me start with you because you are quite adamant that Chelsea will go through. Uh, we were such a couple of weeks ago. It's just us yeah. in the studio, and you know we are discussing Chelsea's league form. And um, that's what know, I we, said. It could keep him in a job. We, we both we we both had a, you know a few things to say about Chelsea and their league form, and whether Potts is the right man for the job. But one thing you did stick to was Chelsea will go through against Dortmund, and that's even after the one the leg one one, yeah. one nil um, defeats in the first leg. You happy with the outcome? Yeah, definitely. Like it's always good when your your predictions come. Come, mm-hmm. come true, like, um, but honestly, yeah, like, it's just based on what I saw. You know, he he started his career in the Champions, like his Chelsea career. His first game in charge was in the Champions League, had a huge, huge impact. You know, I think he went to win like four, five, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Finished top of the group. I think they did a double over uh, AC Milan. You know, those are strong results. You know, home and away. We had a former Chelsea uh, duo of uh, uh, Tamori and and Olivier Giroud over there. Um, you know, coupled what was happening in his in his own squad, the current squad, it was a huge result. And I, um, the Dortmund, you know, when I had done a bit of research into them, I think they were joint first in the Bundesliga, I second think they only went into in the game winning ten in a row, if yeah. I'm not mistaken. So it was really um, <coughs> when I when I again when I was doing the the numbers, I was like, oh, what did I, <laughs> what have I done? <laughs> but but again, uh, yeah, said, football. You know, the ball is round. Anything can happen. And um, you know, I, I'm I'm yeah, ple- pleasantly surprised that um, that they did um, go through. Um, but you know, um, something else that's worth mentioning is the the dismal first leg of all English clubs. You know, yeah. you look at uh, Liverpool catching a hiding. Uh, Chelsea taking a one 0 loss, despite probably being the better team. You know how hard mm-hmm. done by they would have felt. Um, you know, on on the receiving end of a one 0 Tottenham, I think also lost, lost to Milan. Lost to Milan. Uh, Man City only, I think it was one one draw, mm-hmm. and uh, in Germany, mm-hmm. you know, so three losses and one draw didn't bode well. And uh, you know, in the return leg, Liverpool won one day. Chelsea obviously got through. Tottenham couldn't. You know, the goal is in the last, in the knockout rounds, you know. Mm. So, um, yeah, I think Potter's team was looking the most likely. And um, two goals, I felt it could have been a lot more, but it was quality, quality efforts. You know, yeah. if you look at the, the Havertz, uh, Havertz stink. I think Sterling also scored, if I'm not mistaken. Mm. Um, yeah, so we'll, we'll see. And, you know, there is some favorable opposition. You mentioned both Milan clubs are there. I think uh, Benfica is also there. So, you know, what could, what could it be with yeah. a draw? Chad, does that frustrate you as a Chelsea supporter who's obviously watched Chelsea, you know, intensely this season, seeing the results, seeing the ups and downs, seeing the coaches that have come and gone, of course, Potts being the second one this season. Does it frustrate you when Chelsea put in a performance like they did against Dortmund? And you know that three weeks prior, or a couple of weeks prior, that 
lose to Southampton, who were bottom of the log at the time. Yeah. And, but, of course, the inconsistencies have been, you know? I think normally, yes. But I think it's because results were so uh, bad for so long, for the longest time, we had a dreadful record. And I, I think I was just so happy that the team have started to click. And I don't mm. want to get ahead of myself, but we put together um, some good performances. Was that uh, the turning point? You feel well, for Chelsea's second half of the season? Well, I, I don't want to say yes for sure, but I think it could be. I think there's a lot of things that are going our way as well, uh, apart from results. And, and and it's the fact that our key players have re- are returning from injury. Uh, Reese James, you'll be back to play against um, Everton this weekend. Um, we have uh, N'Golo Kante. Uh, he's, he should be available. Probably he, he might get a, a cameo uh, against uh, Everton, but he'll mm. be like 100% back um, after the international break. And so we are talking about Chelsea and their Champions League chances, and, and Kante is a huge boost if Chelsea mm. are to get go anywhere. Uh, we saw how instrumental he was when Chelsea uh, lifted the Champions League uh, trophy two years ago. Um, I think from the quarterfinals, he was man of the match right until the final. Oh. Uh, quarterfinals, semifinals, and the final. So we know what a quality player he is, and uh, Chelsea have missed him. They've missed the player of his quality. We've seen solid performances from Enzo Fernandez, mm. um, Kovacic as well, but Enzo Fernandez, it'll be, it'll be nice to they see. They complement each other. Yeah, quite well. they do, but it will be nice to see N'Golo Conte um, alongside. Enzo Fernandez, how will that midfield look? Mm. Uh, you know, and and Potter has it has an option to even put three in the midfield. We've seen him do it before, um, so it could be even a midfield three, uh, a trio of um, uh, of Kante, Enzo, and Kovacic. I think it will be a midfield three because. But that brings to my next point because, Tesh, maybe you can answer. Does the change information that Potter went with the three in the back, Kukurele as a centre back, uh, Kulabali for Fana, perhaps Thiago Silva's injury. Chelsea's best player, undoubtedly. But perhaps his injury has come as a great disguise for Chelsea because now they've reassured their defence. They've gone to a back three. They've minus one attacker, but there seems to be more space up front for players to showcase their talent. They are unbeaten, I think, since since then, if I'm not mistaken. I think it's a three-match winning streak. Three-match mm. winning streak. Yeah. Conceded, since, conceding just once since, in, that, in that spell. Since the, the back three, um, and that seems to be what Potter seems to be going with. Um, and that looks like what he's going to continue doing. Is that the key to... Oh, look, possibly. But for me, it's it's just the consistency with the 11, eh? Mm. You know, I think they just need to get one formation and then stick with it, you know? Yeah. He has stuck with his front line. Like, you know, if you look at the numbers Havertz was putting out, it was absolutely disgusting. And yet he stuck with him week in, week out. You know, yeah. I think he only benched him once. But um, regarding Mason Mount... Yeah. Um, I think that's more for contract talks than anything else. I don't think... Yeah, it's um, not a quality, lack of yeah, quality yeah. <coughs> decision. Think, yeah, I think there's just negotiations then. Probably he's not in the best mindset. Mm. Um, like another thing that has happened him. Um, and um, like, I'm, I'm sure Sterling is is fixated on a team sheet going forward. I think Havertz has proven Felix yeah. is there. You know, so yeah. they do have the front three. Mm. Then it's the midfield three. And I think it is Fernandez, Kovacic and um, Kante purely to give um, Fernandez more room to go forward. I don't think yeah. Kovacic will overcommit. In fact, commit in general. I think he will be the screening after two. Kante and, and Fernandez would go more. And you saw the the, the, the chip to, yeah. um, to Havertz. You know, he, he gave him the that's, eyes. That's actually and, what I've been crying for. And I think Chad can testify to that yeah. is that I've... 
that's not the player I saw in in the World Cup. I don't think that's the player that anyone saw in the World Cup. Enzo Fernandez was not a six, and yeah. he's an eight. He's a box to box midfielder. He's equally as good in attack as he is defense. He's aggressive. He's tenacious. He's creative. I want to see him further forward. If Kante comes back, I'd love to yeah. see Kovacic as well. I don't want. Uh, if I was a Chelsea supporter, yeah, um, I wouldn't want Kovacic dropped at any point because I think he's also part of the reason Chelsea have had that upturn in form. I think you know he's he's gone completely under the radar. No goals, no assists, but what he brings to the team is just you know he complements other footballers. Um, but what I do want to ask Chad is Chelsea, of course, superb display against Dortmund. Are they still carrying that underdog tag? I think they they will you mentioned be, yeah champions two years ago. I think it sounds we, ridiculous. It does. I think Chelsea are clearly in a different period now. I think they're in a transitional period where they've had to rebuild um, in terms from the owner, uh, the players, management, um, you know, everything. It's, it's just um, uh, out with the old, in with the new, and that's going to be an adjustment. But at the same time, we do see uh, a team that have quality. They stack. They fully stacked with quality in, in, in that Chelsea team. Um, players who have done it before, who cannot be questioned. Um, we, we look silly questioning these guys if we think that they don't have what it takes because just two years ago, most of the players in that squad lifted um, big ears, as they say. Um, and uh, the likes of Kai Havertz is, is starting to come to the party. Um, Desh spoke about his dreadful form. He's changed that. He started to look... Um, more uh, settled in that false nine role, and he's he's on the score sheet. He let's not forget he scored the winning goal against Manchester City in the Champions League final when Chelsea did lift the trophy. So um, you know he, he he's a quality player. N'Golo Kante coming in is a huge boost. I think Chelsea. To answer your question, we would be we are underdogs, and I think teams such as uh, Napoli and if maybe not Milan because Chelsea. Had, the double over them in the in the group stages. Perhaps Inter Milan. But, but yeah, maybe Inter. But they, they're certainly going to be like the likes of Benfica. They'll be looking at Chelsea and perhaps won't have that, the they won't fear. Be, that fear. Yeah. Um, uh, they, they'll know very well that they aren't facing the same Chelsea of two years ago that were champions. But at the same time, write this Chelsea side off at your pedal because we've seen... Chelsea when their backs are against the wall. We've mm. seen them come back from, you think of the old Napoli game where they turned the, the tie uh, uh, 4-1. Uh, to win, to, to, uh, they've seen, we've seen them reduce to nine men against Barcelona and, come and, and win the game in the Champions League at the Camp Nou. Um, we've seen them beat Bayern Munich in their own backyard. This team, are, like this team is just incredible in, in Europe. They, uh, mm-hmm. Form goes out the window and regardless of what's happening behind the scenes, this team just tend to rise to the big occasion and I think Chelsea uh, are just one team that just have to be taken serious because, and, and I, really it's the same for all these teams that are still in the competition. I think once yeah. you reach, reach uh, the quarterfinal stage, um, everybody's dreaming. It is a Champions League pod- podcast, uh, Dash, but our focus is the Premier League teams, of course. Um, our listeners are used to us discussing Premier League football. Let's talk about Liverpool. Um, it was just a shocking display over two legs, losing um, 5-2 at Anfield, then losing 1-0 in the Bernabeu. It was a shocking, shocking display. And yeah, what's going on at Liverpool? Um, I just think Real Madrid have their number. 
Like if you look at um so this has everything to do with Real Madrid and nothing to do with Liverpool you say. Look, I think that that 7-0 um working of Manchester United would have given them some some sort of uh, you know can we you know mm. some sort of belief you saw them rocking up in their shirts mm-hmm. before the game um and they have staged some incredible comebacks and you know it was away from home and they are fairly strong away from home in in both Premier League and in, in um European football you look at um i think they smashed rangers i mean all due respect to the rangers yeah. but salah had, uh, recorded the quickest hat trick if i'm not mistaken in champions league history mm-hmm. you know against them so um yeah they they goals uh, they they don't have a problem finding um the back of the net on their troubles mm-hmm. so i for one didn't think that it would be a uh, easy i thought that open the scoring you know first 10 minutes but you know it just wasn't uh, maybe the team the personnel on the day it wasn't the right that that squad that that pulled off those vic- those victories you know mm-hmm. you look at your wijnaldums your um, you know diva carigi of the bench you know you look at um of firmino and you know he did get a good like 30 30 odd minutes yeah. um, which is enough um but <clears throat> yeah i just think um you, you can't underestimate real madrid and for the last three seasons now real madrid have been the ones to knock um liverpool out of the uefa champions league i mm-hmm. believe two um uh, a semi and two quarters if i'm not mistaken yeah so is well this, this is around the final uh, well. oh yes 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 so yeah. um it 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 shows you that they've they've had um the the mercy side's number and and you know you, you probably let's say they'd meet again and <laughs> could it be a grudge match no they, they're never yeah. like like um easy fixtures this this one was probably the um, not it didn't have me at the edge of my seat But mm-hmm. you know if you look at the first leg opened up a tunnel victory against Real Madrid making it look so well opening up a tunnel lead rather yeah. mm-hmm. making it look very easy like you know we can do this you know um and then to get hit at 5 you know the brilliance of Luka Modric mm-hmm. um the, the Vinicius who I think he's netted five times um and provided an assist in four fixtures in a Champions League against Liverpool oh, so yeah. yeah he's got he himself enjoys enjoys <laughs> playing against them and um yeah i just think the link up between benzema and vinicius on the night as well mm-hmm. you know like the duo like you know they just attack you know they're coming from that wing whether it's benzema or vinicius like curling mm-hmm. curling it in like they they the attack is coming from there they've almost made it look like they don't need um opposite flank yeah. you know chad we've always gone into a champions league season asking the question is this manchester city's year um often we tend to think it is and right now it's looking like it really is but then you've got a real madrid team that just did what they did to liverpool over two legs and then you start posing the question that hang on why aren't we talking about the same um much more than we are are they the champions league favorites or is it still manchester city for you or is it someone else i mean bayern yeah well, still in it well bayern munich well while we there you you just cannot write off that team i know they it's been a while since they've actually lifted uh you have a Champions League trophy but they are they are stacked with quality world class mm. talent uh, and I, i like the fact that they have there's a nice blend of youth mm. and uh, experienced players and and all quality um, you know you they've got the 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 experience of likes of Thomas Muller and there's also the 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 youth um the young attacking talent of uh, Musiala mm. uh, so you know they've got a nice uh, blend Their attack is, is is really really good, uh, especially with Sadio Mane, uh, who's 
who's who knows what it takes to win the Champions League, mm-hmm. um, having had success with Liverpool. But um, I must be honest, my yeah. opinion, if I think who the favourites are for the Champions League, it, it has to be Real Madrid. Um, and these these guys have just proven themselves um, time after time that they are the kings of European uh, club football. I think Manchester City, yes, I, I give them massive credit. They are probably, arguably the best team in the world. But at the same time, I, can't, I, I never understand why they always favourites in the Champions League. I'll be mm-hmm. honest with you, I don't get it because we've seen time and time again that in order to win the Champions League, um, you play, uh, uh, clubs rely on their European pedigree as well. You have to have the know-how. Um, and I, I think sometimes when, when, when the likes of City and, and your PSGs and, and, and they get to the latter stages of the tournament, they tend to overthink things and, and, and things that they would never... Uh, a second guess. Um, they just tend to overthink, and they tend to. I don't want to call it a stage fright, but it's just like mm. it's, it's a psychological thing. Um, having not had the the, uh, uh, the having having not had uh, lifted the the trophy, and not, and you've come so close, and you just you want to make sure that you do everything right to get over that step. Um, but I I just feel like the team to beat are, are Real Madrid, and I think Real Madrid are. They have a case too. To you ask the question, Man, uh, Manchester City are they the best team in the world? I think Real Madrid have a case to say that they are the best team in the world. They're the current league champions, uh, La Liga champions, and they uh, they've won the European Champions League. They, I think, they're the only team to win the Champions League three times in a row. Um, we spoke about their their link up play. Their guys like uh, Vinicius and 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 Benzema, Modric, Cruz, um, like they just they. Like they, there's so much quality in that Madrid side, and I think, I think they are. I, I think for them, it's just when they when they play in the Champions League, it's just business. As usual. Mm. Now I think a team like Manchester <clears throat> City, it's all in their head. Like we need to do this. We've never we never got this far. We, ne- we we've never won the Champions League, and I think Madrid just come there and just play their football. It's it's almost as as if it seems that way. They they take it very seriously and they they respect the, the tournament but it's just it's they make it just look effortless there's another question i do want to ask before dash gives me um his tournament favorite we've spoken about real madrid and manchester city but let's look at it in isolation two teams have a proven goal scorer up top a proven i, I don't know what's the words to describe these two players benzema and erling Haaland are two of the best strikers in world football at the moment right now, but if you had to separate the two. Yeah, no, I, I can separate them quite easily. Uh, with all due respect to Erling Haaland, he's a fantastic player, but he's the best striker in the Premier in, the, in England. But in Europe, Karim Benzema. And mm. I will even put Lewandowski ahead of um, Erling Haaland, but Erling Haaland um, is, 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 is definitely heading there. He's going to be a, he's going to be a great, he's going to, one, when he hangs up his boots um, many years from now, we're gonna, he's going to be mentioned in that category. But I think for now, we have to give respect to Karim Benzema. I think he's the boss. Uh, I think he's, he's colossal. He's the king of, of strikers at the moment. For me, certainly the best striker um, in world football. Mm. Chad says Benzema's last boss and Erling Haaland is just a level seven. <laughs> <laughs> What's your thoughts on that dish? Um, 
how do I phrase this? Like, let me choose my words carefully. I get what he's saying in uh, Benzema and um, Lewandowski. You know, they they literally are um, like top three. You know, mm. and but there's a one. Yeah, they like the the one. Your how how can you separate? You know, they they are like different forwards as well. Um, you know, but I can tell you how to separate them. Those two strikers, Lewandowski and um, uh, as well as Karim Benzema, have guided their team mm. to glory. Well, one is still young, but yeah, remember so Erling Haaland, and and that's the only reason why I'm I'm, I'm putting these guys there mm. ahead of him is because Haaland's still learning his trade. He's he's so good. He's like far above um, the level that where he can where he should be at his age, mm. but he's still like he's he's still moving up and up and, and, and moving higher to, to reach that level. But surely, if there's a pyramid, uh, is at the top of it. Erling Haaland this week became the youngest player to reach 30 UEFA Champions League goals. He's done it in 25 games. He was going at a goal a game, but he mm. scored five mm. to make it uh, 30 goals in 25 games. It's crazy. Uh, Benzema's never done that. Ish. Yeah, I look... I don't want to say it's cheating playing for Manchester City. Well, but, he, uh, not all Tati goals came at Manchester City. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, he, he does have that to, to back himself up. 100%. And I, I didn't think his impact would be as um, prolific at City as it is. I mean, at Dortmund, yeah, he was phenomenal as well because those huge fixtures, crunch ties against Bayern Munich, you know, Derby fixtures, uh, I think DFK Pokal, you know, you have your, your cup competitions. They have played against them and... Um, Oh, yeah, what a steal, you know, when they signed mm. him. I think it was like for 40 or 50 million. I think just over 50, if I'm yeah. not mistaken. Uh, yeah. For the return that they've got, and I'm sure, I'm not sure how much uh, City signed him for, but um, yeah. I, for I the, think there was a buyback clause. Oh, for, I mean, a, a buyout clause. Buyout yeah. clause, yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. yeah, possibly. But um, yeah, he's to to do it and... Um, in in two leagues, two like European leagues, three, diff- three, three different three countries. Different, yeah, but the the two and he's held that. Um, you know, he's shown he's shown his worth, and in the Champions League, in both of them, you know, mm. um, yeah, I think it's it's phenomenal. Um, but yeah, to compare the two, it's as Chad mentioned right now. There's a pyramid, and the one has ten years experience doing it at the highest of highs. You know, injury comeback. He's um, look at Benzema. He's um, issues with the France football team, you know, how he's put mm. those aside and still come on and done, like, do the job, you know. Mm. Uh, Lewandowski obviously moving from, um, uh, like, Dortmund to, to Bayern and then to Barcelona and still being, like, top top two in each of those leagues at, mm. at any given point, maybe even first, you know. And, um, um, you know, he obviously netted that, um, I think, four goals against... Madrid in that yeah. one fixture, you know, they've shown they've shown over the years that they don't lose these, like their prowess. You know, yeah, so this finishing. is the cream of the crop. Yeah, I mean, um, maybe maybe ha- Holland will have that Ballon d'Or favoritism year on year from from now. You know, it could probably yeah. be him and Mbappe just based on the numbers. Um, but they they also, for me, what sets Benzema like I agree with Chad and saying Benzema is the top, but Probably not for the same reason as you. For me, I see Benzema tracking back. I see him dropping yeah. into the midfield. I've seen him defend, yeah. like in in the rail box, to to like 
because that's what the team needs at that time. I will never see Holland in his own. You know who was fantastic at that? Chad, you remember Didier Drogba? Yeah, Didier Drogba was they would a, a menace in both yeah. boxes. Yeah. So that's for me. That is the mark of a footballer. You know, yeah. despite team your player. Yeah, yeah, team player, you need that. You know, in the in the city, um, you know, the city dressing room. I'm sure it's a nightmare at some at some sometimes. You know, who would want to be coached by Pep Guardiola? You know, mm-hmm. at your halftime and you're losing or you're down. Like I'm sure he's he's an absolute nightmare. You can see it in the training sessions. You can see the drive, the intensity. Um, I'm uh, you know with them in the Champions League, it is it's quite unfortunate. You know, mm. and every year they come back to the Yaya Toure. Um, <laughs> you know, they, every year whenever they get they get knocked out, and they have gone far. You know, mm. they have they. You know that they're gonna smash the quarterfinal, uh, the mm. the round of sixteen. You know they're going into the quarterfinal in like some form. And the the one way Real Madrid went on to win, I think they played Liverpool in the final. Mm. They were down against Man City. Man City had that wrapped up. Like I was watching the game, I was like, "This, like it's gonna be City's," because they had they had been in the final before that against Chelsea. Mm. And again, I thought City were the better team, but Chelsea got the goal. You know, Chelsea won the game. It was City's dominance. You know, you saw um, Aguero. I think um, like there were, there were so many players uh, that just they they tried and they couldn't. They couldn't put it together. They couldn't put the ball in the back of the net mm. against Real Madrid. Got hit like that. Like you know, I think Pep had put too many players on, or there were some um, issues about you know he's taking this guy off and putting that on. I think the three subs to kill the game, mm. and then and then it flipped. You know, one ball from Modric over the top, Rodrigo would up. Perfect touch, and then he placed it. You know, oh, absolute, absolutely beautiful. That's the thing about um, Real Madrid. You know, they don't stop. Benzema is obviously in the team. You know, I'm, I don't know if he scored, but I wouldn't. It wouldn't surprise me. You know, he does. He comes up in the big games as well. And um, you know, for me, he comes back. He tracks back. I don't see that from Haaland just yet. Mm. You know, you know how quick he is. So maybe he's still is going to develop that in his locker. Um, uh, possibly he might even leave Man City. I don't think he's going to stay at City for ever and ever. I think he well, could. He could, go to, he could go to Spain. It? It's just been sold on the podcast. <laughs> um, Dish, your tournament favorite. Um, you don't have to say why. Just I'm sure the reasoning would be sufficient. Mm, um, is it Real Madrid's title to lose? I, no, I I don't think Real Madrid left the the Champions League this Man season. City? I don't think City either. I think Bayern um, Munich. Mm, okay, now it's gonna this be. Is going carry on. Look, I'm gonna say Napoli. Eh? Oh, okay. Napoli. I lost think, me. Yeah. No, yeah. I think yeah, maybe. <laughs> okay. Remember that time I said you don't need to give a reason. No. Yeah. yeah. They, for me, for me, give a reason. <laughs> for me, they look the most complete. You know, if you look at Bayern Munich, you mentioned their pedigree, but I don't think they're gonna win. I, like I think they they're lacking a centre forward for as much as their defensive displays. You know you. Some powerhouses. There's, there's just, I don't know. I also think they're like cursing the Champions League, you know. And mm. and the favorites, it is Real Madrid. You know, year on year, it is them. They fought, I think four finals in like six years or something. So they are gonna go like probably semi finalists, minimum semi finalists. Um, but for me, the Napoli team with the amount of creativity they have, the I just think that they can unlock any single defense, get past any goalkeeper breakdown, and I've seen. I've seen them do some some really faulty things in Syria. Obviously, it's I want to I want to ask a question, and mm. it's terrible that I'm asking a question. Or I don't know how it's going to be received because I'm an Arsenal supporter. Um, Arsenal reminding you 
well, in fact, should I say, the Napoli, is there similarities between Napoli and Arsenal? Because if you put Arsenal in this Champions League, and this is what yeah, I've been thinking be, in my head, I think they'd be one of the tournament exactly. favourites. And that's... But they shouldn't be based on the pedigree. And mm, we're using pedigree... Of who you're coming up against in this. And we're using yeah. pedigree to, you know, put the likes of Real Madrid ahead of Manchester City. Uh, we're using pedigree to put the likes of Real Madrid against... Ahead mm. of uh, the likes of Napoli. Yeah. Why isn't that the case with... Let's just say an Arsenal, who if if they were in the Champions League, um, it's look if, if, look, the, if, if I threw the name, I'm, in the I'm hats, kind of thinking yeah. out loud of you, but because that's the thoughts that that I have been because I've watched this Napoli team quite closely. Um, I think they were playing the same time as um, I can't remember who, but I chose to watch the Napoli game instead. Yeah. There's so much admiration There's, that I've got for them. It's the it's way they beautiful. move the ball. Yeah. The, that's for me. They can really like they can bring it. So and this you know, is their yeah. I th- they they will have league my, and Champions League double uh, possibly you know like I because they, they do have the Serie A wrapped up mm. it's not like the Scudetto is is going to be lost from now until the end of the season all those forwards are going to like like be linked with all like every single club mm. on the planet and um, the manager oh, Chelsea well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah but for but again like if you look at um, Real Madrid um, yeah they're probably the the, the number one. You know, yeah, um, yeah. but for me, I think it's Napoli's. Uh, I think it's Napoli's. I think um, Bayern. They they just yeah for whatever reason they just crumble towards the the latter stages. <clears throat> um, as you know, Liverpool and and PSG are knocked out. Yeah. So those are two European heavyweights um, against Man City. Um, this is probably probably a difficult. Um, you know, if, if if I see a Man City Napoli game, because I think right now Pep's team will do a better job at shutting down. Napoli than, than, than Real Madrid. Mm. I mean, obviously, I've seen their passing abilities. Uh, last night, you know, Madrid, midfield dropped a masterclass. But, um, you know, I did see a bit of, like, James Milner being able to wriggle out of spaces. You know, I saw, <laughs> like, you know... And that's always disgusting to yeah, see, isn't but, it? But, like, it tells me that, uh, yeah, I think, I think for me, uh, the danger, danger could be Napoli, Napoli, Man City. That's a fixture I'd like to see. Chad, if... Real Madrid were to face Manchester City, let's just say in the quarterfinals or semifinals, yeah. is that the final before the final? Is there another team? Perhaps, no, perhaps it would be the final before the final. But um, there's is the winner Bayern, coming from those two? It, it, not necessarily, because there's a Bayern Munich in there. Mm. And regardless of Chelsea's crazy season, um, we, we are in the knockout stage. We are in the quarterfinal stage. Um, Chelsea, we've seen them finish like outside the top, Four, six, and win the Champions League under Roberto Di Matteo. Mm. Uh, you know, for me, pedigree is everything. European pedigree. Um, teams that know to dig deep, and um, and 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 they just have the know-how, the quality. But mm. you, you're asking if if Man City face Real Madrid. Who? I think you have to look at the strikers that we're speaking about. We're speaking about Haaland. We're speaking about Karim Benzema. Um, Haaland. Uh, Benzema will fancy his chances against um, Ake, uh, Laporte, uh, Akanji, and Diaz. And Diaz. Uh, on the other hand, uh, ben, Benzi- uh, uh, Haaland has to come up against Alaba and, and Rudiger. Like, and Militao, yeah. Uh, Militao. Like, uh, but but like, I think we can even just stop at Rudiger. Like, um, that's that's gonna be a, a that's that's gonna be a big battle. I think um, there's a lot on Haaland's. Uh, shoulders uh, in this competition there's a lot resting on his shoulders and and even uh, he's come out and said it himself in in uh, uh, the press he said that I was brought 
by Manchester City to win the Champions League. Mm. Um, and he knows why the club had brought him in. In fact, I imagine when they were trying to, when all, all the clubs were queuing up for his signature, I imagine that was the conversation that they had they, uh, when they sold him the project and said, you know what, we see you as the guy to to write history uh, at our club and we think you're going to be the guy to lead us to the Champions League, which we've come so close to win, but we've never managed to to to, to go and do it. But So there's there's a lot resting on him. And, and, and that's not always a good thing. Um, there's less pressure on a team like Real Madrid because they are just, it's, it's just normal if they do it. Uh, now, Man City, on the other hand, everyone's looking at Pep. You, you, you know what people, uh, uh, you know, footballers, strange uh, soccer fans, and, and they say stuff like, you know, like if, Man, if, if Pep doesn't win the Champions League with Manchester City, they say it's failure, and, and rightly so. Mm. As good as he is, and he's probably the best manager in the world, if you don't win the Champions League with Manchester City, it is it has to be considered failure. Uh, in the same way, uh, if whoever's managing PSG, if they don't win the Champions League, you're failing every season because you were not brought there to win league titles. You were there to win uh, the, cha- the Champions League. I love this, uh, Pep Guardiola being the best coach in the world. It's, again... Talking about the last boss and where does Mikel Arteta stand with that? Sure. Um, let's move on to. <laughs> does he know this is the Champions yeah, League? This is the Champions League. Arsenal have to qualify first <laughs> to get into the Champions. Let's let's move on to uh, this weekend. <laughs> Another we, league. <laughs> we mentioned um, Lewandowski. We mentioned Benzema. We've mentioned Benzema versus Haaland. Chad, you mentioned Lewandowski being ahead of Haaland. Let's talk about uh, the two that are meeting this weekend. And of course, it's the biggest. Picture of all clash of the titans, rivalry to rival all rivalries. That's what they say with the El Clasico. Um, Lewandowski against Karim Benzema. Sure, this is a this is a harder debate to have. I, I just because they two seasoned strikers who have done it in multiple leagues. I think if you had to say, like, like for me, you know, we had this conversation about who's better between Benzema and Haaland. I'm going to challenge that. If you say Haaland, I'm going to challenge you. If you tell me, because I think Benzema genuinely is the best striker in, in, in world football, but if you tell me Lewandowski is the best, that, like, I respect that. Like, I respect that opinion because Lewandowski's also done it. Um, and he's, he's, he's single-handedly taken his team to, to, to win silverware. Um, so I think, it's, it's tough. It's tough to separate these two. And, and even looking at the match, um, like Real Madrid, obviously showing their quality against Liverpool. A Liverpool side that was supposed to, um, you know, take the game to them. Real Madrid just looked too comfortable um, all game and uh, still ended up winning the tie. Um, apart from the aggregate scoreline that was emphatically in favour of Real Madrid. But I just think that in terms of this game, Barcelona uh, find themselves in a glorious position. Um, they are, have a 10-point lead in the Liga and they are favourites playing at the Camp Nou. I think Benzema's, re- uh, sorry, not Benzema, uh, Lewandowski's record at Camp Nou is also, is also good. Um, and I, I, I just think that this one might go to Barcelona. But, you know, I'm just, I'm just looking forward to a great game of football. I just like the fact that um, Lewandowski uh, joining Barcelona has brought the shine back on this on this match that was, that, you know, that needed some spark. It needed some glitz and glamour after the, uh, after the likes of Messi and Ronaldo had, 
departs at the clubs. It's nice to see uh, the face of Real Madrid and, and uh, Benzema and the face of Barcelona, Lewandowski, uh, going at it this weekend. Tish, Lewandowski, or Benzema? Mm. Well, look, this is a, a Spanish top flight fixture, you know. I think is this um, a, firstly, is this an easier question to answer than the Haaland Benzema? Um, you see, but then you look at the Haaland Benzema. That's a European. That's a European duel now. Mm. So the the leagues matter because, um, like knockout football is knockout football. You know, like the the, the leagues is more of a consistent thing. You know, you're gonna play each team twice. Uh, you know, you can learn, get better, get worse, whatever. Knockout football is 90 minutes, boom. Like, what can you produce? If you aren't perfect so, on the day. So, yeah. So yeah. can I ask a question then? Yes, there's more to his game than goals. But in the Champions League, you've got Haaland, who's got more goals than Benzema. In La Liga, you've got Robert Lewandowski, who's got more goals than Benzema. You've got Man City outperforming most teams in the Champions League. In La Liga, you've got Barcelona outperforming every Real Madrid, team yeah. in Real Madrid. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm not afraid outperforming but, everyone in the Champions League. Well, not necessarily the, the goals, what he, what he's, His point was the goals. So, but like I said, Benzema brings so much to the team more than just goals. What you is know? he doing that Lewandowski doesn't do? Oh, it's, it's like things like mentality. Like I just said, you know, you'll see him tracking back. Mm. You know, to pull off a comeback when you are 2-0 down at Panfield. He, he's a leader. Need, ex- and, and exactly. he's a big personality. You'll see him clapping, rallying, well. rallying his, his Lewandowski team. is a national team captain and yeah. he's been that for years. But, uh, uh, yeah. I understand that, but it's not the Look, same. Look, I'm playing devil's advocate. No, it's... it's I, I, Look, I, I, think I, I honestly think that the, there's more similarities with Lewandowski and Benzema than there are with uh, Haaland because I, I also can remember, maybe not in defense, but I do see Lewandowski dropping deep, um, um, getting some touches with the midfielders and, and linking up nicely with, you know, with the players in midfield and, and on the wing. Uh, Benzema does that as well. He drops deep and, and he's, he's a striker that just loves the ball, uh, which, you know, which is quite... So can I ask... Who's a better finisher? Fox oh, in def- the Fox. Definitely Lewandowski. Hands down for no, me. I, I can't even say that. I can't even can, say can that. Can I ask another question? Who's better aerially? Aerially or oh, good, good maybe, shout. Yeah. yeah. No, maybe maybe Lewandowski. Me, <laughs> for me. No, I'd be finishing to Benzema. For me, uh, I think Lewandowski takes Desha, the... I think you want to say Lewandowski is a better striker. Yeah. Um, but earlier wow, in the podcast... No, earlier, earlier in the podcast... <laughs> wait, wait, wait. In, if I'm choosing... Earlier in the podcast, I did mention like Levin, the, the pyramid. You know, yeah, I said yeah, Benzema yeah. is at the top, but like you so know, for you, you mentioned Lewandowski's last pass. When you mention striker, like who do I want to put in the box? Who do mm. I want to win? Like, like just finish, stay up there. If you're playing like you know out ball, I only want Lewandowski to be my out ball. If I'm if I'm playing with nine at the back or like you know under pressure mm. and I need one forward I'm putting I'm putting Lewandowski there yeah. but if I'm playing you look at Real Madrid they play with a team you know you look mm. at there's a lot everyone's of senior back. everyone's forward yeah, yeah they transition you know and I think Benzema he he has like um almost changed his role as his time has mm. has gone on at the club and you know he's had some top coaches that have imprinted their they okay this is what I want you to do you know and and he's been the club captain for some time I think like 
Ramos has, has been out for like two years or three years, but even before that, I think he has been wearing the mm-hmm. the captain's armband, you know. And I, and I think the best thing that ever happened to Benzema was Ronaldo leaving the club because seen, I, I think Ballon d'Or thereafter because there yeah. was a, there was a lot of people and and I think I was actually one of them who knew the quality that Benzema possessed, but I, I never knew he was this good. Mm. Like you know, and I think he he certainly thrived uh, in the absence of Ronaldo. He stepped up. Yeah. And look, let me ask you this, Jesse. If mm. if um, let's just say your team needs to win the Champions League, their goal down. Uh, uh, they in fact, let's just say it's all level, and and they, there's a goal needed to win the Champions League. You have one sub, and you have both Benzema and Lewandowski on the bench. Who are you bringing on? Lewandowski. Lewandowski. I'll tell you why. Lewandowski one chance. throughout his career has, in fact, I don't know the correct stats behind this, but from the top of my head, Lewandowski has outscored Benzema in every single year I can remember. Um, I think he's not as good with the ball on his feet, but Lewandowski is not terrible with the ball at his feet either. I, I'm struggling to think, and that's actually the next question I was going to ask you, but I'll answer it first. I'm struggling to think of something that Benzema can do that Lewandowski can't. If we had this conversation earlier with Erling Haaland and Benzema, I could name you three or four things that Benzema can do that Erling Haaland can't do. But Lewandowski ticks every single box. I think he's probably a better striker. Um, there was actually some... I'm, I'm not going to go... I can't with, name one thing. What? Just on, at the top of my head, uh, Benzema is good with both feet. So is Lewandowski. Now Lewandowski, he rarely scores goals with his left foot. I um, think his positioning, his intelligence I, I allows think if, that. I think if the ball comes onto the left of uh, Benzema, he'll have a go. Mm-hmm. He'll, he'll, he'll fancy his, he, he, himself with, on his weaker foot, on his weaker left foot. In fact, I don't even think Benzema has a, a weak foot. That's just how good Another he is. Another thing Benzema does. I think we're about two strikers without weakness, yeah. But, like, for me, I just, I don't think, like, Benzema isn't your old-fashioned striker. You know, Lewandowski mm-hmm. is... And that's that's why why I said like he's on the pyramid because he offers so many more things and and for you you said you can't you struggle to to think for me I've seen the only two players of forwards that I've seen do this is Harry Kane and and Karim Benzema where they drop so deep and bring in Son in the game you know they bring in these other players that's why I think Kane was the the number one uh, but you know nobody came on off uh, I don't know that phone call never never happened yeah. but yeah. if I if I look at the number of times I've seen Benzema drop also defensively I've seen Kane in the in the in his own box you know you know I, I just think if we're looking at weak foot we're looking at speed we're looking at um, strength we're looking at skill I think Benzema is a I think I, skill is ahead of the sprint speed, speed of course he's ahead of Lewandowski I don't, I don't know I don't know what's uh, strength I mean speed yeah strength yeah, is I, probably probably I, Jack again okay, I don't I think, know I think we just have to just say these are <laughs> these two, are two, great two kings, two um, kings um, but what I did want to mention is I don't want to use the Ballon d'Or to measure who's a better striker because there was a season where Lewandowski was completely robbed of it you're talking um, about Luka Modric's yeah. season yeah uh, Lewandowski the year have won. before that as well wasn't there it like I think because, pulled off I think or he, something yeah, he was, yeah. I think Lewandowski yeah. was like certain yeah. to, to, he was to the collect. best player in the world then um, and I'm not using that as uh, a measurement or measuring tool to to determine who's a better striker for me but of course we are all entitled to our own opinions except you Dash <laughs> when you say Napoli could win the champions <laughs> um, gentlemen predictions El Clasico Barcelona have conceded Eight goals in 25 games is all this talk about the strikers. We're forgetting that um, there is 
um, you know, two sides of football, defending and attacking. Um, at the Camp Nou, had just one goal conceded in 10 games. Yeah, and I, I think of... Um, I think of no, sorry, think it's 12 games. 12 games played in I think of, goal I think conceded. of a recent El Clasico <laughs> meeting where uh, Barcelona won 4-0. And I think in the pre in the beginning of the the season, and I think okay, I'm gonna say it first. Barcelona win this comfortably. Yeah, Barcelona. Win. I think I'm going for a draw. Hmm. Your reasoning? Um, Real Madrid are on the up. Real Madrid have had the bring the, the Champions League form into the league. Um, maybe, but not necessarily. I'm just going in the in the um. And the fans, we are Real Madrid. You know, we the formal humbling. Yeah, that's it is like a blue like you won't see that mm. you won't see that happen like year on year um in fact in the last six spanish top flight um pictures um uh, between these two clubs the classical real madrid have won it five times barring mm. that final hiding so mm. that tells you and they have won their previous two at the new camp well oh, yeah. they could make it three in a row why I'm saying Barcelona, I can see Barcelona scoring a couple that defensive record might get them over the line mm. um not to say Real Madrid can't score against them, but if the rest of the league struggling, you know, why not you as well? Um, gentlemen, as always, such a pleasure discussing, um, you know, touching all, all bases of Europe, discussing Champions League, El Clasico. We mentioned the English Premier League teams. I have to end it on this note. Come on, Arsenal. Come on, Arsenal. Come on, Arsenal. Until next week. Cheers. Goodbye.